0: You are listening to Heated Agreement on Dash Sports, Episode 3.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: welcome to the main event.
1: Let's get ready to rumble! Kevin Someone got his grimy fucking hands on him. (laughs) Kevin (laughs) Someone. managed to ruin the most electric football player in the nation so it's not my fault every time every every once in a while i get drunk and get a little overzealous but still mostly sober definitely coherent jacob breeland getting drafted ahead of what elijah higgins isaiah Hodgins
3: One week later. Is this a good time to bring up that Woody lost
1: another Kane's bet to me? Hey, James, go fuck yourself. Oh boy, here we go. Let's just dive onto
3: it. Your guy went undrafted. No one wanted him. I don't even think he's been signed yet. I guarantee. Mm, mm, Mmm.
0: I know Woody just loves the taste of crow on a Monday. Welcome back, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Heated Agreement with me today woody james and flounder so if you wanted to go ahead and if you have a twitter account give them a follow they are woody is at woody dsm james is at james d-a-s-h 17 and you have flounder is at d-a-s-h underscore flounder we're gonna go ahead and dive into our first or worst segment for this week and with the Everything going on last week with the NFL Draft, we just left it very vague and wide open, and we're going to be doing first or worst 2020 NFL Draft. Could be a moment, could be a draft pick, could be a matchup, could be whatever you want, just something you saw on TV, a way that it was produced, or the way that it was broadcasted. Whatever is pertaining to the 2020 Draft, let's get after it. Who wants to start?
2: I'm going to start off with the worst, and I'm going to go three to one, because I only did three for each. Uh, number three on my worst is Dave Gettleman's draft setup. <laughs> like when you look at all of the other GMs and head coaches, even Andy Reid in his little corner of his room was more professional, I think, and and better equipped for the draft than Dave Gettleman and his binder of every draft prospect that's ever existed ever <laughs> sitting in the front of his desk. I don't know if y'all saw it; it was about that thick. And I don't know if he ever actually opened it on draft day. Now that I think about it, he took that picture with him, like sitting on top of it. And it just, like, it blew up, and then I don't—I never remember seeing it again. So that's coming in at number three for me. The uh, number two on my worst list is the new Patriots kicker, uh, Justin Rohrwasser and his uh, three-percenter tattoo. Oh, I, don't know if y'all saw, I don't know if y'all saw anything about this. Um, he claimed that he has a lot of family members in the military, and when he got the tattoo that he thought that it was a support for the military group. seems
3: seems like a bullshit explanation to me seems
2: a little and it's it's just hilarious that it's the patriots that took him too because there's always that joke of that oh who what white guy are the patriots going to draft in the first round that can catch the ball you know so it's it's just funny that they take a kicker that and it's literally right on his forearm too he's got like an american flag on his other arm and stuff too so i'm inclined to believe that you know he might have thought that it was all about the military and but but to say that you didn't realize what the group had become when that thing is still on your arm, and now you're going to get it covered up because everybody everybody raised hell about it, whatever.
3: And the question my is, how did, he go, how did he get through a whole college career without this coming up before?
2: I have no idea because if you look at old pictures of them and the team, like wherever he's situated, it, like and he's crossing his arms, he's had the tattoo in these team photos for a long time. So I don't know, like – because that wasn't a new picture that they'd taken. That was, you know, the team, whatever team picture from
3: this last season. Yeah, he said he got it in high school. And yeah. I, I don't think he would lie about that. That would be even dumber. But
2: Yeah, that'd be even dumber. So, like, I, I don't know. But, but, yeah, so that's why that's number two for me. My, my first list is much better. I had much more fun with it because even the bad moments in this draft, I kind of saw a light in because, I don't know, it just seemed like a funny situation to me. Um, but my number one worst moment of this entire 2020 draft process, not just the draft itself, has been Bob, Bill O'Brien in uh, Houston, Texas. I, especially after this draft, you know, uh, taking what's his name from TCU, uh, Blacklock? Is that his name? Black. Justin Blacklock. He's really good. That was a good pick. Not, not even to say that it was a terrible draft. I think it was a really just average draft. But to give away the pieces that you're giving away and to pay the guys that you're currently paying, like Laramie Tunsil getting, what, $22 million a year for however many years it is, uh or is he getting 22 a year? I don't know. I saw it was 62. S- yeah.
1: Yeah, th- I mean that's just Ross related. Blacklock by the way, Ross Black. Ross, Ross Blacklock. But anyway, so I,
2: it's not that I think it was just a terrible draft, but it was definitely just an average draft and especially with what he's been dealing and or wheeling and dealing here lately, it just really doesn't make any sense. So that's why I've got them at my number 1 worst on the uh 2020 NFL draft.
0: All right, I'll go. <clears throat> so my five worst moments of the weekend. Number five is J.K. Dobbins and C.D. Lamb falling to where they did. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, C.D. Lamb falling. And Jerry Judy. Those three. Jerry Judy should not have made it to the Broncos.
2: I'm so happy about that. are at you, founder.
0: <laughs> all, all three of them. So, I, I felt like the Broncos yeah, – if the Broncos would have gotten C.D. Lamb, I felt like they would have been ecstatic. But you uh, yeah. know what? They got Jerry fucking Judy, who yeah. is unreal. And then, obviously, J.K. Dobbins dropping all the way down to where he did in the Ravens being like, well, we can't pass this up. <laughs> so those are my number five right there. Number four, the you know, just the way that it was portrayed probably could have been number one. But the fans behind Roger Goodell FaceTiming in was yeah. awful. I it mean, like terrible. he's – Sitting there, Was it the Jets? He's trying to give Jet fans hugs, yeah. looking like he's on Molly or something with the f- <laughs> going
1: on. I said it on the live stream. Whose dick did those fans have to suck to be able know. to be on that live stream?
0: And then the Patriots fans booing him was even more awkward than when they do it yeah. in, the, in the live yeah. stream, live draft. That was awkward. Um, just all of it was just ugh. Number three, not necessarily um, a draft moment. But the DeAndre Hopkins trade, yeah. and um, when I was looking, and the Texans get the second round pick, and what all but one of the running backs are available, right? All yep. every everybody except for Swift is available, I think.
1: Well, and obviously, Clyde Edwards Healer.
0: That they, oh, with all the uh, trades that they made, they could have easily gotten their future running back. They that, got
1: their running back of the future. His name's David Johnson, didn't you, you hear?
0: Can, I mean, you can kiss my ass, but I'm saying they could have gotten something way cheaper and way better than Johnson.
1: But you don't trade DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and then go draft a running back? No, You're he's already saying paying for David have, Johnson. I'm, I'm saying, saying. that DeAndre
0: Hopkins' trade was the worst moment of the weekend because – we already know that. That's why I'm just making you aware. We already know what half of these worst things are. I'm just saying, this is my weekly moment where I shit on Bill O'Brien. He's a damn idiot. Number number two, Mike McCarthy's face in the first round when they zoomed (laughs) in on him. You could see all three of his chins, and he was just, oh man,
2: happy man, got his received.
0: What's what's that guy, Kevin James from Paul Blart? That's what he looked like. Uh, (laughs) Also, number one, I don't, I can't believe y'all don't remember this, or maybe maybe the other two had it. And it may have been settled on Twitter. I don't know. But when we had to sit there and debate whether that guy was 16 or 6 when he got his first tattoo. (laughs) And whether he gave it or he received it. The guy said 6 years old. He might have been 16, but everybody and their mom heard 6 years old. And we didn't know if he was giving or getting tattoos at 6 years old. (laughs) Either way, what the fuck? And that just goes – the whole subject right there on my number one line is all the bio information they had. Yeah, I understand you want to talk about the struggles they went through with their dying parents and stuff. And it just it it just seemed like they emphasized all that stuff a little bit too much. But then <laughs> – but I understand that. But all the other dumb shit that they talked about on there is just yeah. why I don't watch Monday Night Football anymore because it's all irrelevant stats. Not even stats – irrelevant information that is just plain old stupid i don't need to know any of that crap and in and i understand like i said the the struggles you you can highlight that but i felt like they just went too deep and too far with useless information that's my worst list and
2: talking about the dirty round every two seconds
0: oh man i'm glad we didn't stick to the drinking rule games or the drinking game rules otherwise some of
3: us did asshole (laughs) yeah all right, I'll go ahead and give my worst list then. Um, for the most part, I'm going off of – my worst list is going to be how I thought
1: teams did. Um, Damn it. You're going to steal all my fucking picks, you asshole.
3: But uh, – so number three is the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints only had four draft picks. They had four draft picks in the class because they traded up for two or three of the guys. Uh, they added a center when they already had – One of the best centers in the league last year. They added a linebacker position of need, Um, and then they drafted a tight end and a quarterback. They addressed no needs outside of the linebacker and traded. Didn't add any. uh, Only added four players, and it was just an awful draft for them, in my opinion. Uh, I'd say tight end's a need for them, though. Why they have? Why they have uh, their utility player? They just paid. 20 million they didn't pay him 20 million to be a tight end they paid him 20 million to do whatever the hell they say ah, they didn't they pay, pay him to, him to be they a didn't pay him to make, the
1: future son
3: they didn't pay it's a two-year deal how is that your future
1: they paid him to be the quarterback next year it was effectively a one-year 16 million dollar deal
3: when he's not even your backup this year because you
1: went out of jamis <laughs> it
3: just doesn't make any sense that that doesn't make any sense
1: to me that and they could have had Patrick Queen at linebacker instead of Zach Bond, who's a much better linebacker. I oh, think they, Patrick Queen's way better.
3: Oh, you're saying that could have
1: used the first round on him? Yep. Well,
3: no, they, they couldn't
1: were, have. Never mind. I think Patrick Queen got taken before.
3: Uh, um, I don't know, but uh, I mean, the first round pick, they had to go get a center since they obviously needed – no, Patrick Queen was still on the board. Yeah. But they had to use their first round to go get a center because they didn't have a Pro Bowl almost – Second team, all first team, all rookie center. I mean, I'm I'm gonna dive
0: into that. So it's it's well known that Eric McCoy played guard for several years and was very very good at it. Yeah, sure. And so yeah. here's the deal: they got one guy retiring and one guy that I is uh got a stupid contract who sucks is what I've read. Uh, so
3: that's true about Eric McCoy. Go draft a guard then. If you well, no, guard, so here's the deal. Why are you going to move the guy who just had an amazing season at center? Why are you going to mess with it? Why are you going to fix what's not broke? I think, are they're you gonna, I
0: think you bring him in the camp and whoever performs the best at center takes it, and then from there you move the other one over to guard.
3: Right, but why not draft a guy that you know can play guard? It's a first-round pick. It's not a fourth-round project. This,
0: because it's not a, this isn't a project.
3: Yes, it is a project. You don't know how either of them are going to play at the NFL at the guard position. You had an established center who you'd seen to do it. Why, why mess with it? With a guy that wasn't even supposed to go that early.
1: Uh, Uh, Cigaroos was going
3: first round.
0: Yeah, he had a first round grade. Okay, sorry. I still stand
3: by the statement of that's an awful pick.
0: I was just explaining to you what they were.
3: Okay, uh, then number two on my list. Oh, I'm sorry. That was number five. We're going number four on my list is the Chargers for taking Drafting Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. It's just oh, that's... an awful pick. And the team that, uh, a team that drafted and added no weapons, offensive weapons, really, they came away with like a
1: seventh-round receiver, and that was it. I like the Joshua Kelly pick in the fourth round. Maybe that was a fourth round. Um, that's the running back. But they got K.J. Okay. Hill in At the a, seventh, which is a steal. Yeah, K.J. Hill in the seventh. seventh. That's a skill. Sure. I don't know. I'm KJ Hill's.
3: I don't know. Just whatever. He couldn't get. It. He couldn't get it done in college. Stats were awful. But either way, they added no real playmakers on offense. On a team that had one of the will have one of the best defenses in the NFL this year, and they didn't do anything to help their offense. Uh, number three on my worst list is the comment. Just the commentators they had to run the draft. Trey Wingo. Booger, why did Booger get this? How did Booger get this gig? Why is Booger and Trey Wingo? Why are they on my TV screen? It was just awful. The, the commentators for the draft—it was worse than Monday Night Football last year. It was awful. Uh, then number two is the Packers. The Packers drafted a backup quarterback and a third round, a third string running back in their first two picks, and it didn't get a lot better after that. I mean, it was just an awful draft all the way across for them. Yeah. And then they took a tight end in the third round. Then their then their third round pick was a tight end. When they already have a uh invested a second round pick last year on a tight end, when they could have used receiver help in a receiver heavy draft, they could have used receiver help and they didn't get it. So for all those reasons, that was number two. And then number one, and by far number one, in my opinion, are the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. What an awful draft. Henry Ruggs at 12 with every receiver still on the board. Awful. Then to go get two third-round picks to use also on receivers? I mean, you need a lot of help if you're the Raiders, and it's not all receivers. And you went and got... I mean, I know Jorafi loves him some Lynn Bowden, but Lynn Bowden was – it's its a project. He's a project. The he's a yeah, gadget he's, player. He's a gadget player. He's not an NFL receiver. He maybe can become one, but that's why he's a project, not a third-round draft pick. Brian Edwards could be end up being a stud and a steal, but
0: – I i am big on Brian Edwards. Lynn Bowden, I think, is fast as shit. I don't think he – like you said, he's a project. I, if, you can, if you tell me you took Lynn Bowden in the fifth round – I think that's a great pick.
1: Honestly, if we're going to be honest, I think the best comp in college to what Lynn Bowden was his senior year is Aniah Smith. Same kind of player.
3: Okay, but we're looking for comps from the past that we can look back to and say, oh, so he might be like that guy, not this guy.
1: Yes, that's the whole point of a comp. No, I'm saying like a comp to Lynn Bowden, not a comp for Lynn Bowden.
3: Yeah, he did He did. Okay, but we're
1: talking about Lynn Bowden right
3: now, so why the hell do I care about Anaya Smith right now?
1: Because I have an opinion and I said it, bitch. That's an (laughs) – Cut.
3: (laughs) But that is uh, irrelevant and not on topic opinion then.
1: All right. So that was my worst list. So my worst list was much more like James's. The first worst – or I'm going to – I don't know how many I have. I'm just going to say them as I find them. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 32 overall, is terrible. I don't know how James left it off. That's a terrible because, pick.
3: Because I knew you would touch on it, and I had plenty of teams to shit on. So
1: That's a terrible fucking pick. That's yeah. There are. This is a running back heavy draft, and you go Clyde Edwards, Heeler. It doesn't make any sense. Um, then I want to talk about the Packers in general. I know James touched on them, but it deserves to be said again. Not only did you piss off Aaron Rodgers, who's easily piss off. Like, we know Aaron Rodgers likes to get pissed off. And you piss him off by drafting a quarterback. Then you go and get a running back who, yeah, he's good. A.J. Dillon's good. Probably could have had him in the third round, though, with the running back depth. Would you all agree? Yeah.
3: I don't know. There was a big run on running backs right there, so maybe.
1: But they don't need a running back either. But they didn't need one. That's they don't need problem. a running back. They should have gone into this draft with one thought process, and that's get Aaron Rodgers the weapons he needs. And they didn't fucking get him. They didn't get the weapons. The next one is the Las Vegas Raiders for the exact same reason James had. You're really going to go draft three wide receivers with your first four picks. You only had six picks. Three of them are wide receivers? That's unacceptable. That's terrible. You ever,
0: you ever been throwing darts and you grab about, I don't know, five or six of them and you're like, I'm going to throw this bitch and at least one of them's going to hit the bullseye or close to it? With Plus, a total
1: overall pick, you can't throw a dart. You have to have a there, certified – Stud being a wide receiver and say that's my wide receiver of the future, and then go fix other problems.
3: Taking three wide receivers probably was in their plan from the beginning because they have no receivers on that roster other than Tyrell. So well, I get I that, was... but but the twelfth pick you could have traded down and gotten Rugs five picks later, easy. And probably, or you could
1: have taken a badass and Jerry Judy. But apparently, Rugs was their dude. So uh,
0: yeah, I think uh, whatever. I think. Um... And with all the shit you watched on Monday Night Football and Gruden's camps and stuff, you would think that the film would speak more to that guy than the than the testing would, you know? Because if you look at the testing, that's the only way Rugs is going to go that high because he's going to run that. What did we say? A four two one?
1: He ran sub four, four three two, four seven. two six. I think four two
0: seven. Four two seven. It was something ridiculous. Uh, deep down, I think Gruden knows or feel at least he feels that he has his quarterback and that he wants to prove that if he can shore up the wide receiver position, then they will be all right on offense between Josh Jacobs and David. Oh my God, not David. Derek. (laughs) I think he feels like he has his guy. I don't think he has his guy, but I think he thinks he does. And wide receiver is the only thing he could see on offense.
3: Also, after watching Gruden's, QB camp, I've decided that Gruden taking a white safety with the third round pick is the most Gruden thing ever. Yep. He's a real, I'm sure, I'm like sure. Lunch, fail also, to
0: work kind of guy.
3: Yeah, I'm sure this guy just, you know, I, I'm sure he covers spider two wide banana like no guy ever has covered that route. <laughs> just locks it down.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. So, the next worst I have is the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts in the second round. I can't believe nobody mentioned it.
3: Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was, that's was terrible. terrible. That what are you doing? Hurt. And and you, there was you, some arguments on Twitter of, you know, oh, maybe they don't think Wentz is the You just paid him $100 million. He better be the You just paid him to eye. be the
1: guy. Yeah. No, and if – I would get it. I would understand it if they hadn't just paid Wentz. You just paid the man. Yeah. What are He's you doing? Now. What are you doing? You made your bed. Now you have to lie in it. You can't switch your – position and go draft a project quarterback in the second round
3: so there was there was um a reporter saying that there was buzz that they want to use him as a Taysom Hill type which I don't know that's that seems like a stretch to just assume he can do that role and then there were people responding saying oh well he said he only wants to be a quarterback so he's not going to do that I was like First of all, after he's drafted, he said that so that, that people would draft him as a quarterback. Yep. Now he's going to do whatever the hell the coach tells him to do because that's what you do in the NFL so that you stay in the NFL. But also – Braxton Miller wanted to be a quarterback. He yeah. changed up real quick when they told him his best chance was a receiver.
1: But also, you don't draft somebody for the Taysom Hill role in the second round. No doubt. I'm sorry. Taysom Hill in his current role is not as valuable as people want him to be. He's not. He's not as valuable as everybody wants him to be. He sells jerseys. He sure does. That's great. But Taysom Hill is not some X-factor player like everybody tries to make him out to be. Taysom Hill maybe has 400 yards on the season. Maybe. Plays fucking special teams. You don't draft that in the second round. No. You don't.
3: I mean, where did they take Taysom Hill? They took Taysom Hill in the – Like the fifth or sixth, I'm sure. They took him in the – where the hell's it at?
1: Undrafted. He was undrafted. Undrafted. There you go. And that makes sense. That's great. Right? Like, yeah. that makes perfect sense. That's where you get those kind of guys. You don't draft that in the second round.
3: Taysom Hill had 156 yards rushing, 234 yards receiving, and 55 yards passing last year. Yeah. And a grand total of all combined seven touchdowns. He had six receiving touchdowns.
1: That's just not – that's not what everybody wants him to be. Everybody wants Taysom Hill to be something special. Taysom Hill is unique for sure. But And he has value. And he has value, but sure. it's not a second-round draft. But yet. teams aren't sitting there on Wednesday saying, how do we game plan against Taysom fucking Hill? I mean,
3: anybody, any team in the league would love to have a Taysom Hill, but they're not going to use a second-round draft pick on him. Right, that's my point. The Saints used a first-round tender on him, so that's
1: pretty crazy. I think that's all I have for worst. It wasn't that long of a list because everybody took all of my – Oh, no, I do have one more. I do have one more. It is ESPN putting up a graphic that T. Higgins' mother was drug-addicted for 16 years why is that important okay so that
3: was a big thing on twitter and then he responded and said that he was happy they did it and he's proud of his mom for winning the for being a fighter great so it sounds like they asked him what they want he wanted on there and he said that so if he wanted it on there if he wanted it on there you put it on there right No, if
1: he wanted it on there tell him yeah this isn't really relevant none
3: of that stuff was relevant None of the stuff on those graphics were relevant. One of them was about they had a first-grade teacher
1: whatever with the name whatever. I mean, it was all random bullshit. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'll tell you what. Unless T. Higgins explicitly said, I want this on here, then that's a bad look. That's a bad He responded on Twitter and defended ESPN. I will tell you that. I, I know that. I know he did. But unless he said, I want this on here, it's a bad look. Why would you throw that on there? It doesn't make any sense.
3: Okay, so that was a big thing on Twitter, and then he responded and said that he was happy they did it, and he's proud of his mom for winning the for being a fighter. Great. So it sounds like they asked him what they want, He wanted on there, and he said that. So if he That's wanted fine. it on there, if he wanted it on
1: there, you put it on there, right? I no, mean, if he wanted it on there, tell him. Yeah, this isn't really relevant. Like- None
3: of that stuff was relevant.
1: None of the stuff on those
3: graphics were relevant. One of them was about they had a first-grade teacher whatever with the name whatever.
1: I mean, it was all random bullshit. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'll tell you what. Unless T. Higgins explicitly said, I want this on here, then that's a bad look. Number three on my first list
2: is uh, Roger Goodell and his big comfy chair. Uh, I just (laughs) – I think we can all relate – Whenever, uh, whenever the commish sits down after a long day of draft and says, I've, uh, I've transitioned over to my comfortable chair. And then he just gradually started roll, rocking back in that thing. And after a while, he's announcing the picks completely reclined in that big old chair. So uh, even though, you know, we all hate the commissioner, I felt like that still deserved the number three spot on my first list. It was the uh, it number, was the
3: perfect representation of how quarantine's going for all of exactly, us. Exactly, exactly. You start off like this, and then you're working from home like this. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you're like trying to figure out how you can work from your bed. Yep, that's
2: exactly exactly. And it's like if there hadn't been all those camera people there, I bet you we would have seen Roger Dell with his feet up at some point as well. So uh, that that's why it's that's why it's number three on my list. Uh, number two is uh, Jordan Love getting picked by the Packers in the first round, especially like two days after Aaron Rodgers says Yeah, we haven't picked a skill position player in like 15 years. So that would be pretty cool because <laughs> fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. You know, uh, I just, I thought it was just great, super poetic. Like, you know, the, I don't, I don't know what the reasoning behind it was at all. It's or, or not Justin Herbert. Uh, did I say Jordan Love or did yeah, I say Justin said
3: Herbert? You said, you, said Jordan. you said Jordan Love.
2: Okay. Yeah. So Jordan Love. And you know, it's, uh, it's not even that I think that Jordan Love's not a good quarterback. He might be. I mean, I really don't know too much about him. To be totally honest, I didn't watch much Utah State football. He sucked uh, in past- college. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and it's it's just funny all the parallels to it. Like they took him right around the same pick as they took Aaron whenever they whenever they picked him. So I just I thought it was just hilarious that you know Aaron Rodgers gets to uh, be a little bit more miserable this next season because they're literally like a wide receiver away from a Super Bowl. And, uh, and they added a second string running back and a, and a, and a quarterback quarterback in the first round, the third string running back, excuse me, that, and then a quarterback that they traded up to get in the first round. So, uh, that was really funny to me. And then my number one draft moment from the 2020 NFL draft is, uh, Isaiah Wilson's mom throwing that, (laughs) throwing his girlfriend straight out of that camera shot. I don't know if y'all saw that. It was absolutely hilarious. And black Twitter absolutely erupted and loved every minute of that.
0: You know, and it's like people can say what they want, but I I just thought it was hilarious. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and do my uh, first list. And number five of the first or one of the best things I saw this weekend was uh, Cliff Kingsbury just kind of flexing on everybody with his little view he has of the mountains there in Arizona, and his badass crib. I don't know who took the picture, but I guarantee you it was some little smoke smoke show that he has hanging around with them over the weekend. From I was going to mention probably that probably some as well. Arizona State hottie. That's probably who it was taking the picture.
1: That was some big dick energy.
0: Yes. And number four, I know this was already like settled and figured out on Twitter, but at the time, the reason it made my list is because at the time, I was dying laughing when I saw it on Twitter and everything, and and on TV was cd lamb getting drafted and looking like his girl was going to go through his phone to find all this text to his side hose but what really happened is is he was trying to facetime somebody but i i swore that i was like man this guy is slick just grabbing the phone out of the girl's hand and giving her a look like what the fuck you think you're doing that shit cracked me up and then later to come out there was something else but i i put it on my list because at the at the moment it was, it was one of the best things I saw. Number three was the Broncos draft, just in general. They had a hell of a draft, meeting all kinds of needs. Obviously, getting Jerry, Judy, what were, were they, 15th overall? Yes. Yeah, getting Judy at 15th and then getting Hamler at uh, – That's my boy. Was that third round?
1: Nope, mm-hmm. second round, 14th second, pick.
0: Yeah, second round, they got Hamler. I don't remember. We We talked about it over the weekend. And uh, I could dive into it a little bit more, but their draft was super solid. We mentioned it earlier the Ravens draft, badass. They, they, they nailed it. They got Duvernay, Queen, Matabike, and Dobbins in the first four rounds, right?
1: Yeah, in the first three rounds.
0: Oh, yeah. There's, they
1: had two third round picks.
0: The Dobbins and Matabike should have both gone at least at the minimum around earlier. Matabike, I know he didn't, and a lot of people didn't think that. But I'm telling you, you saw how many of those – I said this last week. You saw how many of those Georgia offensive linemen were drafted earlier. Every single one of them got their ass whipped from start of the game to the end of the game by Justin Matabike. And I'm not talking he beat them. He, the, I will put – you can find the clips on Twitter. He is throwing grown men to the ground. I, I, will, stay, I will die on the hill that Justin Matabike is a first-round talent. Um, and then going moving on after that, we have the Ravens draft. So my number one <laughs> is really just like the Cowboys' first-round pick in general, but everything that went along with it is I, – I titled it Jerry Jones being so fucking rich that he can't even hold his own fucking phone. His smoke show wife has to hold it for him while he's making a pick – that he had no business making of C D Lamb in the first round that at what 17 should have never got to him. But Jerry Jones and on oh, what the $250 million yacht. And we talked about it this week. And Jerry Jones's yacht is worth more than what he paid for the Cowboys back in the eighties. That guy is just stupid rich. And I hate a lot of things
3: about Arkansas,
0: but if I if I had to go to Arkansas to get Jerry Jones's life, I would not be mad.
3: I mean, Jerry Jones doesn't have that life because he went to
0: Arkansas. Let's just <laughs> no, clear that up. Yeah, yeah, we we should clear that up. But I'm saying, if that's the trade-off, if the trade-off is me going to Arkansas instead of my dream school, I would trade it for millions and billions of dollars.
3: I'd go to school in Soviet Russia for Jerry Jones's life. What I mean, fucking
1: right. What a just awful take there. I mean,
0: that's not an awful take. I don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of toothless bastards.
1: Hey, you know why they call it toothpaste instead of teeth paste, right? Yeah,
0: because it was created. Because it in
1: was invented in Arkansas.
0: Yeah.
3: All right, well, after that steaming cold take there by Jorphy of would take billions of dollars to go to school in Arkansas, uh, I'm going to go into my best. Um, my best starts with the Atlanta Falcons. Something I didn't think I would say, but Atlanta filled their needs. Their defense was awful last year. They went, and they went defensive strong all the way across the board. Out of their six draft picks, four of them were, were defensive players. One was a center, and then they drafted a punter in the seventh. I mean, it's a seventh-round pick. Whatever, draft whoever the hell you want then. But they went defensive strong, and that was filled the biggest weakness on their team from last year. Maybe now they can finally compete again, you know, and go to the Super Bowl and blow a 28-3 to three lead or something like that. I'm just guessing here. Uh, the next on my, all my best is uh, the Broncos. Um, he touched on it. But the, the Broncos just absolutely killed this draft. with Starting with Judy and Hamler, like you mentioned. But then you go later and they took Alberto in, the, in the fourth, the tight end from Missouri. Why didn't you say his last name? Oh, oh, go, go, I, have, go, go. I have no idea. I heard somebody say it like they said it on the draft, and I was trying to pay attention and f- learn how to say it. And I think I said it right once or twice, and then like ten minutes later, I forgot. Don't
0: worry, you'll learn how to like, say it when he's a rookie oh, All Pro this year on my on my fantasy team.
3: All right, here, here. Let me let me give you a spoiler. A tight end will not be a rookie fantasy stud. Okay, no, stay away ever. from rookie tight ends. I told so, you last always. year. Hey, no,
0: on our rookie fantasy team, he's gonna be he's gonna be the All Pro tight end.
3: No, for the no he's not. Team. They have. No, he's not. They have Noah Fant. All right, no Noah next. Fant sucks.
1: You're wrong. You There's couldn't be thousands more thousands of stats. There's thousands I refuse of stats. I'm not going to argue, I, argue with you on that bullshit take.
3: And they also got it. And they also – the Broncos also took a center to help out that offense. Just a lot of luck, a lot, a lot of support for Drew Locke. We'll figure out if he's the dude. I'm not putting any stock in him, but at least we'll find out. And it's not like those, those quarterbacks that play their first rookie contract with shit teams and we have no idea how good they actually are. Um, so that moves me to my next thing. Uh, Another young quarterback on my best list is Tua going to the Dolphins. The Dolphins didn't fuck it up. They didn't. We all thought maybe they would, but they decided not to. And they went Tua and an offensive tackle and a cornerback in the first round.
0: Well, we talked about this.
3: Tua and a tackle in the first round.
0: We talked about this Thursday night. Tua is actually the safe pick there if you're the GM or head coach.
3: It's the not overthinking it pick. Yeah, they just just, didn't fuck up. Right, Right. they didn't fuck it up. They did it right. So, But then also, I don't want to overlook their seventh-round pick of Malcolm Perry from Navy. Malcolm Perry, I mean, it's a seventh-round pick. If if all he plays is special teams, whatever. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to find ways to get this guy with the ball in his hands and creative. I mean, he ran for 2,000 yards last year and threw for 1,000.
1: But is the rule still in place that he has to serve?
3: No, he can. He can defer it. I'm pretty sure yeah, he can. Donald That's Trump. A, Donald Trump pushed that back to, to where you can last uh,
0: year. Last year, you can prolong so it. So
3: you can prolong. He can. He can play his NFL career and then and then do his service. Okay. Even if he was gone for the next two years and then had, came back, I mean, still seventh round draft pick. Give me that. So that was my list then. Anyway, y'all wanna let's hear go my to your first list of or y'all over it? I mean, we're over it, but go ahead.
1: All right, so with my first, again, I just kind of took some picks that I liked and didn't really order them, but my first has to be with Isaiah Simmons going eighth overall to the Cardinals. A player of that caliber going eight overall, I that's an amazing pick for me just because – I think he should have gone top five, and it's not even close. Obviously, there are teams with needs, but Isaiah Simmons going eight overall is an amazing pick for the Cardinals. Well, well just think about the whole draft for the
3: Cardinals. So they went Isaiah Simmons, then they went tackle in the third, yeah. which they didn't have yeah. a second-round pick because they basically used that on DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Then they and went then defense, and then Eno
3: Benjamin at seven. Eno Benjamin in the seventh round. Yeah. It's, great. All because- it's a great draft. All because he didn't test the best at the at the Combine is why he fell that far.
1: It's a great draft. It's a great draft. And Eno Benjamin's going to get some playing time. Like, I know they're all over Kenyon Drake, but Eno Benjamin will get playing time next year. Um, from there, obviously, um, I mean, it's already been touched on, but C.D. Lamb at 17. It's an absolute steal. Never should have happened, but now the Cowboys get to roll out a receiving core of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. That, in my opinion, that might be the best receiving core outside of Tampa Bay in the National Football League. Um, from there, um, I already mentioned it, but the Ravens. The entire draft was awesome, but especially J.K. Dobbins. What an amazing pick there that late. That I, I can't overstate how awesome that pick was. That late in the second round. Um, it's already been mentioned again because I'm going last, but Denver, um, they had a great draft. I love my boy K.J. Hamler. I've been talking about it to anybody that'll listen, but K.J. Hamler in the second round there. Awesome pick. All right. Um, another great pick for me is Grant Delpit. It's the 12th pick of the second round by the Browns. I think Grant Delpit's a ball player. And... I hate to give the Browns credit for anything, but that was a great pick by the Browns there in the at twelfth over at twelfth in, in the second round. That's an amazing pick for the Browns. All right. So, anyways, and finally, with my last great pick, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Outside of their garbage, Clavon Chason pick. Um, from there, they absolutely killed it. I love CJ Henderson out of Florida. Um, They went LaVisca Chenault in the second round. That's an amazing pick. And then they go down in the fifth round and get Colin Johnson. You got to like what they did there. I would have liked them to get a running back. But, I mean, if Leonard Fournette's here to stay, that's fine. Um, Overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars draft was awesome. I thought they did a great job of filling needs and getting value where they could. So, that's kind of my first list. James, who are you going to say?
3: Okay. So, the one I was going to say, I didn't, know if you were, I didn't want to take it during your list, but uh, one I left off is the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Oh, with all their trades. So the San Francisco 49ers. I was
1: about to say that, actually.
3: They only had five picks because they traded uh, some picks to acquire Trent Williams, one of the best uh, tackles in the league. For a fourth and a fifth or a third and a fourth, what
1: was it? I think it was a third and a fifth, wasn't it? Something like that. That whole
0: situation uh, just seemed fucked from the beginning.
1: Well, the reason they got
3: him for such value was mainly because the Redskins are an awfully run organization. But regardless, they got a um, fifth and a third. They traded away a fifth and a third to get Trent Williams, one of the best tackles in the league, better than Laramie Tunsil, who was traded for a first. The Redskins managed to not get anything better than a third and a fifth for Trent Williams, and the Dolphins were able to get a first for Laramie Tunsil. If that doesn't tell you how awful the Redskins or um, how awful their GM and just their entire management was last year, uh, I don't know what else will. Yeah,
0: but you got to think about it. If the Redskins would have been trading with the Texans – It'd have been a totally different deal. They would have gotten DeAndre. I mean, they would have gotten Deshaun Watson as their quarterback of the future for that left tackle that needed to get out of town.
3: I know you're being sarcastic, but let me just spit to you uh, straight here for a second. If the Forty Nine, if the if the Redskins wouldn't have played this whole game and starting last season, before last season, when Trent Williams told them he wanted out, if they wouldn't have refused to get him out so that he had to go publicly and say he wanted out, if they would have just traded him, they could have got a first plus some. Well, no doubt they could have got a first. Easy could have got a first. He still had two years left on his contract. Um, easy first round draft pick.
0: I uh, yeah. Probably I,
3: probably a first and a second, first and a third. Um, but I, instead they decided that they wanted to hold out and try to make him and force him to play for them when he in a year that they're
1: not competitive.
3: Right when they knew they were going to suck.
1: Blake Snell found out while he was uh, playing video games on uh, Twitch. <laughs> and he goes, We traded fam for Renfro and a fucking slapdick prospect? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Jesus. That's my favorite thing ever. I love that so much. That's one of those where he goes, Oh, fuck, I was on Twitch. Has to buy, like, Hunter a dinner when he shows up to town. Oh, to I mean it's better.
3: it's just like the Ronnie 2K thing. Except, except not as... actually the Ronnie 2K was worse. Ronnie 2K. So Ronnie 2K, the guy that work that does like basically all the PR for two, uh, not PR uh, player relations for uh, yeah. 2K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how do he, you think I would know who that is? I okay. Well, I'm explaining the story. <laughs> listen. So he was live streaming and didn't realize it. And this is when that player's tournament was about to start. And Boogie cousins was supposed to be involved in it or he was involved in it, but Boogie didn't get the, like they were sending equipment to everybody that they needed to stream and Boogie yeah. didn't get his. So they had to <laughs> delay the, they had to delay his matchup and, and Ronnie 2k on his stream where all his job is to work with players and to get them to do stuff for 2k. Right. And like,
2: yeah,
3: public relations slash player relations. And in it, he goes, she, the uh, lady he was talking to on the phone was like, well, it's not that, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It just delays the na- day. And he's like, yeah, if Boogie will even, if Boogie will still play, you know, he's, can, he can kind of be a dick like that. Calling <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Boogie a dick.
1: That is yeah, so I still think. Blake Snell saying we traded Hunter Renf- we traded yeah. Tommy Pham for Hunter Renfro in a slapdick problem No, because it's Blake
3: it. Snell, this is not going to affect Blake Snell. This no, guy probably want- has already lost his job for this. Blake's
1: but no, Blake no, no, Snell no, no, and Hunter right. Renfro have to be in the same locker room with each other now.
3: Y'all are ignoring And he didn't call he didn't call Renfro a slapdick.
2: Y'all are he ignoring He kind of the did. The most Y- y'all are ignoring the-, the most egregious one out of all of this. Uh, what was his name in NASCAR? Oh, this- yeah. Oh, okay.
1: that's, I mean, like, that's not even a competition. <laughs> I'm not getting into that shit. We already talked about that one. I know. Yeah. I know. I had to if bring it I up. Had a bow, go out on the ocean. And if I had a pony. Well, I got some right bad series. news for um, NCAA football. The game? I know, like, the sport. I have a contact who is a family member with a dean at a major university. Okay. Some of the deans of major universities had a conference call with the President of the United States, apparently, according to this person. And they came away from that conference call with the impression that... Um, colleges would not start up until spring 2021. Yeah. If that happens, the NCAA's already come out and said that they're not going to hold sporting events until uh kids are back on campus.
3: Well, they can't. If if they try to do that, then their and, whole their whole player uh their whole yeah, student exactly, athlete thing goes exactly, out the window. Exactly. Right.
1: So, if that is the case, we're not getting college football.
2: Yeah. I mean for... I mean then, every sport in the fall.
1: I mean we'll get we'll get NFL football without an audience, without a crowd, I bet. Which I'm
2: actually very intrigued by that. Like don't get me wrong, I, I crowds the atmosphere makes the NFL a lot of the time, but dude, NFL games without crowds could actually be really I think it could be entertaining as hell, man. I don't get it. Especially a shit, I bet they sport. start to
0: mic people up and everything. Exa- They'll exactly. go a That's little what bit what I like the XFL.
2: Yeah, yeah I don't, maybe not, be not way less. <clears throat> Just won't give be me a sports. factor anymore. Yeah. So, like you know, uh, Arrowhead won't won't be as nearly as intimidating. You know, places like Mile High will still be really tough to play in because it's you know the elevation. But places like Seattle, uh, you know, at CenturyLink, I'm sure Tampa gets pretty rowdy. Like you know, if they don't have crowds, that could really affect it how they how they play. I
0: don't but know about Tampa getting rowdy.
2: No, dude, Tampa gets rowdy. Especially they
1: now, now, now. Gronk
3: and Brady. Yeah, no, they yeah, they will Tomper now. Topper Brady, Tomper Brady I, will get rowdy. Oh yeah.
1: I just want to hear Gronk like mic'd up for a game and hear what all kind of wild shit he says.
2: <laughs> I want to see the Gronk smash it all mic'd up. That would be too good, man.
0: Um what was I gonna say? I don't care what they do with sports and fans or no fans, as long as I can go to Las Vegas, Nevada on yep. the first weekend of uh on Labor Day weekend. I mean, we can do our damn fantasy draft in the bougie style that we've been planning on
3: Yep. I don't care honestly it's starting damn. to look like that's going to happen because states happen. are opening up now it yeah. might not be like it's not going to be like you know it's not going to be everything will open up but travel I think will be open up and it'll probably be at the point where people on Twitter are still shaming other people for like walking out of their front door yeah, well, right. it'll be, but it'll
2: be i got nothing left to say
0: Alrighty, guys, so this is the part where all of you tune out because you feel like you've listened to the entire episode. Don't touch that button. I'm going to talk really fast and get the information out, and I need you to stick around for eight more seconds. We have another episode coming up on Friday. We will be talking first and worst sports movies. We will be dropping the subject for next week's first and worst. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook so that you can interact with us and give us something to talk about. We'll see you on the other side. Take it easy.
2: Something in the